It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thank you for joining us on a Wednesday edition of the show. And as the world turns, so we go here on the podcast. A lot of news in college football yesterday. Two conferences deciding to shut things down for the fall. We'll react to that. How it actually is a benefit to BYU. I'll explain on today's show. We'll also get to a conversation I had with BYU offensive lineman Chandon Herring, a guy who's looking to carve out a starting role for himself at a new position this fall. We'll talk about all of that ahead on today's show, as well as catching you up on the Player Countdown series. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at Rock Auto, as well as our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about both of them here in just a little bit. All right, with that out of the way, let's get to it here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for August 12th, 2020. What's up, my friends? This is Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download your daily podcast, Focus on the BYU Cougars, with us here. A lot to get to, like usual, on a Wednesday, but I wanted to touch on one thing before we get going on that, and that is if you haven't done so already... Make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you get your podcast, so that way you never miss a daily episode of this show. We talk BYU sports every single day and don't want you guys to miss out. So we like to be your one-stop shop for all of BYU sports news you need to know about each and every day, as well as passing along insider tidbits that you will not find anywhere else. And a big thank you once again for your continued support with this podcast. All right, let's start off today's show. News yesterday, the Big Ten and the Pac-12, as expected, have postponed their fall seasons. Uh, In the case of the Pac-12, they have actually canceled all athletic events until January 1st, 2021. That means there will be no women's volleyball, no women's soccer, track and field, not track and field, cross country, excuse me, all of the like, as well as non-conference portions of seasons for the basketball programs. This is going to put a massive dent in the Pac-12 and its resident school's coffers. Obviously, the Pac-12 has been planning ahead for this. They announced last week, or it was revealed last week via reports, they have uh, opened up a line of credit, in in essence, for each program to borrow up to $83 million. It's just a shade under $1 billion that's available to all 12 member schools from the Pac-12. It will be paying back on it for 10 years at 3.75% interest. And that's a lot of money to take on in terms of your debt load, especially in some of the cases of the other schools who already have debt loads, some of the massive like UCLA and Cal. I don't know how these programs are going to do this. It'll be very interesting to see what happens. That's not to say that BYU is still not at risk of not having a college football season. As it stands right now, though, the announcements yesterday or their statements coming out from the ACC, the SEC, and the Big 12 all indicate that those three other Power 5 conferences intend to carry on. They're going to try and play a season. That's as of right now. There's still a long ways to go, and very quickly they could decide tomorrow 
in essence, that they're done, shut it down. And then at that point, I think you'd see the other dominoes fall and BYU probably falls victim at that point. But as I alluded to on social media yesterday, you can follow my Twitter feed at Jacob C. Hatch if you want to follow me there. I alluded to the fact that this is a massive opportunity for BYU football if college football is played this fall. Why? Well, essentially, anywhere west of Texas, so UTEP was the farthest west team there in Texas. Uh, okay, actually, New, New Mexico. New Mexico State has also got games still scheduled. So New Mexico State, anywhere fur, further than Las Cruces, New Mexico, can you name the teams that are going to have games scheduled this fall? There's one. Brigham Young University is the furthest west team currently that has games scheduled for the upcoming 2020 football season. This is a massive opportunity for BYU football. I cannot understate that enough. This is a chance for the Cougars to have a lot of eyeballs on them this fall if everything goes according to plan as it looks right now. As Kalani Sitake said yesterday, they are going to keep practicing until they're told to shut it down. And as long as these other three Power 5 conferences say they're going to try and play a season this fall, there's no reason that BYU should say, you know what, we're going to shut it down too. Push forward if you're Kalani Satake in the BYU football program. Do everything within your power to capture some extra market share that's available in a very unique circumstance right now due to the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm not trying to downplay the pandemic. Lord knows you guys have heard me talk about this all over this podcast about being safe, wearing your mask, blah, 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 blah. You guys have heard me hammer on that. But right now, BYU has an opportunity. Some of you who have been on this podcast, on the Fan Friday editions, etc., well, some of our younger listeners, it's been a long time, if ever, that they've seen BYU beat Utah. I talked with a friend. This goes back to a conversation I had, I don't know how many years ago, and I was getting ready to become a young father, and he had already had, I believe, two kids. And we were talking about the fact that his children, neither of whom were born the last time BYU played against the University of Utah and beat them in 2009, he talked about the fact that he was afraid, and he's a big BYU fan, that they were going to grow up and be like, well, Utah is the real deal over here, Dad. Why wouldn't I support the Utes? And that was a real concern for him. And I'm not saying that's the only reason that BYU can uh, do things this fall that they might not do otherwise. But it is a big part of it. They can get fans hooked on a team that may not otherwise get attention due to the fact that they're not a Power 5 team. Like I said, this is a massive, massive opportunity for the BYU football program. You have to believe if the season proceeds, and obviously scheduling is going to become a big topic for BYU, because as it stands right now, still only three games on their schedule at Navy to open up on Labor Day, October 16th at home against Houston, and then November 21st at home against North Alabama. The Big South is expected to announce today what they're going to do with their fall season. The Big South is the conference at the FCS level that North Alabama plays in. I would expect that they suspend operations for the fall, postpone to the spring. That would bring BYU to just two games on their schedule. That's when things get interesting because ESPN has to be looking at this and saying, okay, if we're going to play football this fall, we need some late night television options. And it's sad to say, guys, but BYU is going to be, if they do play this fall, you have a lot of 8.30 kickoffs on ESPN's family of networks, ABC, ESPN, ESPN2, and the like, ESPNU, all that different jazz. 
This is a huge opportunity for BYU. They are the furthest West team. In essence, in this current iteration of college football with, what, 77 teams still gunning to play this fall, BYU is now essentially Hawaii in the current pantheon of what college football teams are available. And you better believe if BYU and the rest of college football that has still not canceled their season to this point play this fall, the Cougars are going to get some lucrative games and some matchups here that I think could be very beneficial to them. Do I think they get a number of Power 5 games? I can't guarantee that. Obviously, these other conferences have decided to go with conference-only models, speaking of the ACC, the SEC, and the Big 12. Could they be persuaded to change things? Maybe. But the biggest opportunity right now for BYU is to maybe become some of those plus-one uh, games against both the ACC and the Big 12. In terms of the ACC, you'd have to travel and the and the Big 12, excuse me, you'd have to travel to those stadiums to play those games. But hey, if ESPN wants to throw around some weight and say, you know what, if you guys want to do this, we need to get some games in the late night slot. Speaking of the 8.30 Mountain Time kickoff, it's 10.30 on the East Coast. BYU is going to be in a prime position here. There is a huge, huge opportunity for BYU to really become the team of the West in college football this fall. It's going to draw ire. Obviously, Utah fans and Utah State fans are going to be surly as all get out. They're already surly about the fact that their conferences have canceled their fall seasons. Going to try and play in the spring. I honestly don't think spring football is going to work. I think they will not play again until next fall. That's just my take. That's a topic for another time. But BYU is sitting here in a prime, prime, prime opportunity in a prime location to get some high-level games and a lot of eyeballs on them this fall. This is the exposure BYU craves. If it comes to fruition, this is a huge, huge opportunity that BYU cannot miss out on. And the best part about it all is they will be the only team out there that's capable of playing the 8.30 Mountain Time kickoff. I suppose that New Mexico State could do that, but how many teams really want to go to Las Cruces, New Mexico? I don't think BYU does. I don't think any of the Power 5 teams do, but there's a just a crazy opportunity here for the Cougars. And you have to believe, if the season goes forward here, ESPN is going to do some wrangling and hopefully get some good games for BYU to host at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Regardless, though, I'm glad that BYU is pushing forward and getting ready for a season that they don't know fully what's going to play out. I do believe that they would not have scheduled a game against Navy a week ago only to see it canceled this week if they did not believe it could happen. I think that they have every intention of playing that game. I anticipate them playing that game on September 7th on Labor Day evening. And like I said, this is just a huge, huge opportunity for the Cougars, and I'm looking forward to it. I would hope that some games get announced on the schedule for BYU. I don't think they probably get to 10 games at this point because let's just think about it. There's only 77 teams currently slated to play this fall. But hey, even if BYU played six games during this upcoming season, that's six more than anybody else in the Western United States. Anybody west of the Rockies playing football this fall? Oh yeah, we didn't think so. Like I said, this is a huge huge opportunity for the Cougars. And if you're Kalani Satake, if you're Tom Homo, if you're any of the administrators out there, BYU that seemingly have their hand in the pie down there, this is what you have craved. The exposure, the notoriety, the the popularity, I guess you could call it as well, of being the only team in the Western United States that's still scheduled to play football this fall. It is an awesome, 
awesome opportunity for the Cougars and looking forward to tracking it for you guys this coming fall. And let us, let me know your thoughts, guys. I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on this because some of you have weighed in already on social media last night saying that ESPN could very much uh, be in play here, could be something to pay attention to. Well, absolutely they could. I think that the ESPN is going to help out BYU, but I just look at this and I think this could be an absolutely huge prime opportunity for the Cougars to really show what they've got. And I'm looking forward to it for one. You guys may disagree with that, but hey, do so. And I think this is just one of those things that the Cougars in a unique circumstance, in a unique year, in a crappy year to many in many respects, amidst a global pandemic, if they're going to press forward and play football, the Cougars, their market share just increased exponentially this coming fall. All right, there you go. Some thoughts on that. And we'll have to weigh in some more with your guys' thoughts on this as well. Send them into Locked On Cougars on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, at Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter as well. Love to get your guys' thoughts on the show and let you guys have your piece to say about what to expect from BYU this fall if the season does, in fact, happen. All right, coming up here in just a second, we're going to chat with Chandon Herring, BYU offensive lineman. I had a great one-on-one conversation with him yesterday. Had a chance to talk a little bit about what he expects from himself, his teammates, as well as the entire team from BYU. We'll get to that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at rockauto.com. Recently, we had a story on our podcast network about a, a, a host on this network who lost his tailgate to his car, to his truck, not his car. You don't have a tailgate on a car. Tailgate on his truck, and he actually replaced it by going to rockauto.com. That's the unique part about what rockauto.com has going, guys. It has an opportunity for everybody and anybody who has a car, truck, or SUV to get the right parts for their car and have them shipped directly to your door. And the best part about it all, reliably low pricing from rockauto.com. This is a 20-year-old company, a family-owned company, and they want to do the best to serve their customers as best they possibly can. The best part about rockauto.com, it's a fully customizable experience for you on their website. You search out your car, the model year, what model type, type it is, and then it shows you all the manufacturers, all the specifications you can look for, and all the parts your car will ever need from all the different manufacturers that are out there. You can search by your, you can search by price, you can search by specifications, you can search by manufacturer. However you want to customize it, rockauto.com has that available to you guys, so check it out. That's rockauto.com, reliably low pricing, all the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. That's our good friends at rockauto.com, a proud partner of the Locked On Cougars podcast and the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Let's make a phone call to BYU Fall Camp and chat with Chandon Herring now, a senior offensive lineman for the BYU football program. Got a cool nickname and he got a cool honor this offseason from Bruce Feldman of The Athletic, one of the foremost minds and writers when it comes to college football. So without further ado, my conversation with Chandon Herring right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. Chandon, thanks for taking the time. How are you, sir? 
Doing great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Let's start off here. You were named to Bruce Feldman's freaks list this offseason. It's a list that he kind of goes through all of college football and looks for the guys who have the biggest uh, standout in terms of height, weight, 40 times, strength, etc. He put you on that list. Were you aware of that? And what was your reaction to it? Um, yeah, I did find out about it. Um, it was it was cool to hear. I mean, it's nice to see some of the work of our strength staff paying off. They're, we have a great program going here, so it's all credit due to them. When I've talked to your offensive line coach, Eric Mateos, he is kind of giving you the nickname the Viking. Has he told you that about that? He has, yes. What is, okay, so we, when I've talked to him about it, he said, you look at this guy, Chandon Herring, he's 6'7", 300 pounds, carries it like he weighs maybe 250 pounds, blonde hair, blue-eyed, and he said he should be living back in the 14th century raiding, going on raiding parties. Does that kind of make you chuckle when you think about that, him, him describing it that way? Yes, it does, but it fits Coach Mateos perfectly and what he's trying to get going here. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Chandon, uh, so you're a week into fall camp at this point now with BYU. What have been your overall impressions? Honestly, it's been a really good week because um, like, we know there's a lot of uncertainty of crap that's going on right now, but everybody's locked in. Everybody's paying attention to we – we have Navy scheduled. We're going to go play there, and so we're putting the work in needed for that opportunity. So we're not listening to the noise, and we're just controlling what we can control. Has that been kind of the message from the coaching staff, just focus on what you can control? Yeah, and it's really ultimately every day you have an opportunity to improve or you have an opportunity to not. And so we're out here just doing what we can to improve. And if anything comes our way, we'll be ready for it. I wanted to ask you, when you guys heard about that game against Navy being scheduled, what kind of uh, reaction was there to it from the team and from yourself? Oh, we were excited. Uh, it's great to have something to look forward to because before then, our first game was against Utah in October. And so that just seems so far away. And then the announcement of Navy was, okay, we have something that's coming that is week one that we're going to be ready for. And then I was particularly excited because I served my mission in Washington, D.C. And so going back pretty close to there and opportunity to you know go to a place that I love was a great, great chance. Does your does your mission cover Annapolis, or was it in a different mission? Uh, that when I was there, that was covered by the mission just north. But right after I left, it was absorbed into our mission. Um, okay. But I had the opportunity to meet uh, Coach Niamatololo on the mission and um, all those guys as well. So it was good. Fantastic. Speaking with Chandon Herring here, uh, Chandon, you were playing. You've played multiple positions along the offensive line during your career at BYU. We've seen you at guard. We've seen you at tackle. Where are they current line, currently lining you up on the line? Uh, right now, I'm spending most of my time at right tackle. Okay, so last year, Blake Freeland really came on strong down the stretch. Is it kind of between you and him, it looks like, right now at that position then? Yes, sir. Okay. He's a, good, he's a great player. Well, okay, and it, with you two, because Blake, if I'm not mistaken, stands 6'8", you stand 6'7". That's two of the tallest offensive linemen combos I can think of in recent memory. Yep. All right, uh, Chandon, when it comes to getting ready for the upcoming season, on the offensive line, there's a lot of veteran guys. You've played in a lot of games. Guys like Brady Christensen have started their entire career at left tackle. James Empey, similar situation at center. What about you guys being a veteran unit do you think you guys can improve on during this fall camp? Well, first, I don't think anything that we've done in the past will contribute much to what we're doing in the future um, we can only control where we're at now and nobody cares what you've done but only what you can do um, but I will say having guys that have played and have a few skins on the wall gives us um, just a better communication because we've played together we understand the others better and we have a great unity going as an O-line 
what is your personal motivation for this fall camp? If I'm not mistaken, this is kind of your last go round in a fall camp situation as it stands. What's kind of your personal motivation? For me, it's always just kind of what can I do to be the best of best for myself, for my family, and then to increase the, I guess, the overall impact our unit has on the field. Uh, we have a great opportunity with our O-line this year to make a difference and to really increase the output of the offense. And so that's what I want to be a part of. Last thing for me, Chandon, there's been a lot of stuff on social media about the hashtag we want to play. A lot of players around the country putting that on social media, expressing their desire to play amidst all the rumors that the season could be canceled. What has the conversation been between you and your teammates, if anything, about that movement? Um, We trust our administration that they'll make the best decision and we plan on playing. So if we're told that we can't, that's out of our control. But if we are told that we can, we're ready for it and we're excited for whatever opportunity comes. And right now it's Navy. Awesome. Well, Chandon, can't thank you enough for taking the time. Look forward to catching up with you as the season gets closer. All right. Awesome. Thank you, sir. There you go. Big thank you to Chandon Herring. You heard him talk about the fact the whole hashtag we want to play. He is supporting his teammates. They all want to play football. And I don't think that they're alone. I think there are programs inside the Pac-12 and particularly inside the Big Ten. You kind of saw it from their statements, Ohio State, Nebraska, Michigan, etc., They're not happy with the decision to shut down their fall season. And it wouldn't be all that surprising to see some of these teams try and schedule some games. And that might be an opportunity, going back to our previous conversation, for BYU to schedule some games there. Wouldn't it be sweet to have Ohio State and Nebraska play against BYU this fall? Yeah, absolutely it would. Could you get one or two of them to come to Provo? That remains to be determined, but... I think that these Big Ten programs, some of them might go rogue here, and I do wonder how the Big Ten will handle things. And it'll be interesting. I wonder if the Pac-12 might have a similar situation. Maybe USC decides they want to go forward or something like that. But very, very tenuous times in both the Pac-12 and the Big Ten. A lot of them unhappy, particularly in the Big Ten, with the announcement that they're going to postpone the fall season, postpone fall sports. But hey, as you heard Chandon Herring say, the BYU football program, they're ready to go. They're practicing hard. He's excited to compete at right tackle with Blake Freeland, and we'll see who wins. Those are two very massive offensive linemen. The Viking himself, speaking of Chandon Herring, 6'7", 310 pounds. Blake Freeland stands 6'8", weighs 300 pounds. You won't find two bigger human beings, I feel like, playing the same position on a football field. But best of luck. May the best man win. And obviously, whoever's the backup of that position, there's going to be plenty of quality depth. That BYU offensive line is going to be extremely deep this fall. And here's hoping they get the opportunity to show that on the gridiron. All right, coming up here in just a second, we'll continue on with the player countdown series. The best Cougar to have worn the number 23. I think many of you in your mind can think of the guy that won the fan vote. We'll get to that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. They are a local company here along the Wasatch Front that's capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front. They're based in Utah County, but they're happy to travel to Salt Lake County, Davis, Weber counties, even out into the Tooele and Wasatch counties areas if you need their services. What I love about this company, and I can tell you this much, I am 100% satisfied with how they've taken care of my home. Seth Barrett is the owner. He's a huge BYU fan. So first off, you should you should take care. He should be able to take care of you guys because guess what? You should have a common interest, both being BYU fans. But additionally, 
They have top-notch service, the best service in the industry. They use the most safe products. They're safe for your family, your pets, your children. You don't have to worry about them being around you guys in your home. And the best part is, is their services will make sure that the creepy, crawly things you don't want inside your house stay on the outside. And what you want on the inside to stay safe, it stays safe. Right now, our good friends at All Guard Pest Control are taking the utmost precautions with the COVID-19 pandemic going on, obviously. They're wearing masks. They're wearing gloves. They want to make sure that your service experience is both comfortable and fits what you're comfortable with when they come out to treat your home. I can tell you this much. They will make sure that you are feeling very satisfied with their services. If not, they'll make sure to make it right. That's what I love about a company like All Guard Pest Control. Unique service programs, obviously, they have different things that'll fit for your needs, but additionally, they want to make sure that you are taken care of, so that way you will be a customer for life of this custom, of this company, excuse me. And I can tell you this much. All Guard Pest Control is my pest control company, and they will remain my pest control company for as long as I am here on this planet. They are the best of the best, and I can't recommend them enough. Check them out. That's our good friends at All Guard Pest Control, 801-851-1812. That's 801-851-1812. Or go online and learn more about them at allguardpestcontrols.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. As we wrap up this Wednesday edition of the show, some of you have weighed in on social media about what you think about the current situation where BYU finds themselves essentially all alone on an island out in the western United States and when an opportunity here to really become the team that a lot of eyeballs are focused on out here west of the Rockies. And I think it's a big opportunity for the Cougars, and some of you agree with this. Casey Finlinson, a good friend of ours, at FinDaddy81, he said, I see ESPN doing whatever they can do to get some quality games for BYU to have late content on their channels. I completely agree, Casey. I think they will absolutely be featured in that late night spot if the season does proceed. Sean Howard, it's Sean Howard BYU, said BYU football after dark. Get ready for 8.30 Mountain Time kickoffs on ESPN, the only game at night. It's exactly it, Sean. You are the only game on, and guess what? You have millions of eyeballs that may not otherwise see you in action, all of a sudden focused on you. It's a huge opportunity for the Cougars. A couple other reactions. Greg Welch at Art Director BYU. Privately controlled TV rights, baby. And that's exactly what it is. BYU's got an exclusive deal with ESPN to broadcast their home games in particular. And it's it's an advantageous position to be in. Obviously, when you go on the road at Navy, it is controlled by the American. But that game is going to be on ESPN. ESPN is going to be a big part of this for BYU. There's no doubt about it. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with BYU should the football season proceed. And I know I keep saying that should BYU football and the football season proceed, but I've got to have that uh, clarification on there because there's still many hurdles to be crossed here. But the good news is coming out of yesterday is, yeah, some of the teams backed out. The Pac-12 and the Big Ten, they're out. But the other three Power Five conferences, the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12, they're going to soldier on. And BYU, so long as those programs are still rolling, you might as well soldier on right along with them. And looking forward to seeing what BYU can do 
in the coming days and weeks to put together a schedule and hopefully get ready for a football season that should be here relatively quickly. All right, one more thing to touch on before we go on today's show, and that is the continue on with our player countdown series. I apologize. We're actually a day off. Today, we're going to talk about the best player to wear the number 23, even though we should be on number 22. I failed to put up the second poll I was going to put up about number 22 yesterday. So we'll get that up today. So that way you guys can vote on that and we'll double up with number 21. We'll get back on track. I think the nice part is we're continuing on the player countdown series and that should be the fun part about all of this. Our finalists today on the list include former BYU guard Steve Craig, and he played for the Cougars a while back, but his, I think, biggest claim to fame outside of his BYU career is the fact that this man has been married to Marie Osmond twice. You heard me right. Marie Osmond, of course, of Osmond fame, Donnie and Marie, those of you who are of a younger generation may not know, but you probably should know, uh, married to Marie Osmond twice. Good player, though, when he played for the Cougars as well. Former BYU defensive back Travis Uwali made this list, as well as current BYU defensive back slash linebacker Zane Anderson also on this list. But the big winner in this, and I think the very clear best Cougar to have worn the number 23, is former BYU star Vaisa Kahema, now currently of NBC10 out there in the Philadelphia area, went on to have a legendary career in the NFL, has been a longtime sports and news anchor in the Philadelphia area, now in Area Authority 70 for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, actually recently announced he's going to retire at the end of this upcoming year, if I'm not mistaken, from uh, doing the morning news out there for NBC10, a guy we've had on this podcast, a good friend, and I think it was an easy win today. Vice Gehema winning with 89% of the vote. Zane Anderson in, in second place with 6.1%. Steve Craig, 3.7%. And Travis Uwale bringing up the rear with 1.2% as of recording. Vice credentials are very readily apparent to most people, I feel like. He had a lengthy punt return to help BYU in that miracle bowl comeback against SMU in 1980. Uh, then he went on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints during the midst of his BYU career, came home, ended up uh, being a key part of the 1984 National Championship season. He played with the best of the best at BYU, and he'll be happy to let you guys know if you ever have a chance to talk with him. Like I said, we've had him on this podcast to talk about 1984, and he talks about the fact that the 1980 recruiting class, or I guess he said the 79 recruiting class that he was part of, might be the best recruiting class in BYU football history. And I have a hard time arguing. A number of them went on to play in the NFL like he did. And he just he was a key player for the Cougars. A, a kind of a do-it-all player. Running back, uh, played a little bit of wide receiver, was a punt and kick returner. And be, by the way, a great boxer to boot. I grew up a boxer. actually hoped to go into boxing and be a professional boxer, trained by his father growing up in the valley down there in Arizona. Uh, found that football could be something that could lift him out of poverty. And it's a great story about Vaisek Ahema to come from where he came from to the heights he's risen to. It's an absolutely feel-good story. And Vaisek Ahema, an easy selection today, is the best Cougar to have worn the number 23. All right, look, that'll do it for today's edition of the show. A big thank you once again for your continued support of the podcast. It is an absolute pleasure to be with you guys each and every day. And like I said, 
this is a prime spot for the BYU football program to be in currently should the football season kick off. It's what BYU has craved for years, to have the spotlight on them. Here's hoping that they uh, swim and not sink when that opportunity comes this fall. All right, that'll do it for today's show. Today's show brought to you in part by our good friends over at rockauto.com, as well as All Guard Pest Control. Make sure to stop by both of those companies and support them because they support us here on the podcast. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked on Cougars podcast for August 12th, 2020. We'll catch you guys tomorrow. tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait find locked on college basketball on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day